Previously on Great Samaritans. Hello, Red Bull. Heyo, look at me. I'm John Ramsey, I'm 28, and I'm extreme. How am I extreme? Asterisk parentheses jumps into a pool of Red Bull and races a Barracuda. Heyo, look at me. I'm Thomas Stern, and I'm extreme. Asterisk parentheses dunks basketball out of a cannon with one hand and leg zip tied together. Heyo, look at me. I'm Katie Jacobs, I'm 23, and I'm extreme. Asterisk parentheses rides a horse with no hands while drinking a Red Bull, jumps over fence. That was a description of your new social media platform in action. What's so special about your new social media platform? It combines cash prizes, competition, and being proud of the nation that you're from. Represent your country in the Olympics halftime show. Purple monster emoji, flame emoji, flame emoji, flame emoji, bull emoji, gun emoji, gun emoji, monster emoji, flame emoji, flame emoji, gun emoji, bull emoji, gun emoji. Sincerely, the Great Samaritans. Vertical integration. Synergy. Past the briefcase. Attention. Interest. Desire. Action. Strengths and weaknesses. Everyone turns to slide. What's your end game? What do they want that they don't know they want? Dow Jones. Welcome to Great Samaritans, the podcast where we take a deep dive into your favorite food and beverage brands. My name is Thomas Stern. I'm joined by my co-host, John Ramsey. And we're doing this podcast because it's our dream to start our own food or beverage business one day. And we thought, what better way to do that than research some of our favorite food and beverage brands? How's it going, John? Wednesday, 1.55 p.m. I'm in line at the DMV all day. So I thought it'd be fun to text Thomas, my podcast partner. And, you know, we know that he's a bully. We've seen it before. And folks, it happened a fucking again. Thomas says, you have a driver's license, right? And I just want to go on the podcast right now and, and claim that I don't care if you're listening to this and you don't have a driver's license. Guess what? I love you and I'm proud of you. You know, I was prepared for you to uh, come on and slander me. So what I want to do is I want us to replay the convo exactly how it is, playing ourselves. Perfect. And then the audience can decide whether I'm a bully or whether you're sensitive. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Is Thomas a bully or am I sensitive? Either way, I'm winning. Where do you want to start? Let's start at dude, I'm in the line at the DMV. Is that me? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm in line at the DMV. That was 1.54 p.m. It's going to be a three-hour wait. Wow. Driver's license? No, ID renewal. Rough. You have a driver's license, right? Yes. It's expired, but I have it. Okay, good. Just making sure you're not some non-driving weirdo whose state is just a state ID. Huh? Washington. You said state ID, so I had to make sure you drove and weren't some freak who has a state ID instead of a driver's license. Uh Uh-oh, I hope I'm not inadvertently bullying you again. So let us know, let us know via our Twitter, via our Instagram, reach out to us at greatsamaritans at gmail.com, or is it greatsamaritanspod? At greatsamaritanspod, yes. Yeah. Let us know, am I sensitive or is Thomas a bully? 
Yeah. So if you email greatsamaritanspod at gmail.com or message at greatsamaritanspod on Instagram, we will read what you write on this matter next episode. I want to introduce our guest now just because I want his take on this. Uh, you may have seen his work on Vulture, Paste Magazine, or Funny or Die. Comedy writer extraordinaire, John Plester, welcome to the show. Hi, how, how are we doing? Doing all right, thanks. We're in kind of the middle of something, John, and I was wondering what your, what your, what your take was on this. Wait, can I just say something before you uh, prattle on about Thomas? Yes, please. Is that I really just don't care. I think, I think you're both <laughs> being ridiculous, and I think you both need to get over it. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I take that as a victory, so thank Fuck. you, John Plester. <laughs> you shouldn't. It's not a victory for anybody. It's a victory. So John chose Funyuns, which I love, one of my favorite snacks. So why don't we just jump right into it? What is your history with Funyuns, John? Oh, can I get? Can I just start off with why I chose, the imme- yeah. immediately or, why I chose Funyuns? Yes. It's because, oh, well, first of all, it is, I think, Again, one of my favorite snacks. I say it constantly, but I was I was like hanging out with my girlfriend and, and our roommate, and we were like uh, all like watching a movie. We're all very very high, and we we're gonna go puff some snacks. And I was like, I'm gonna get a big fucking bag of Funyuns. And they were like, We've never heard of this. What is that? And I was like, You've never heard of this? Got it. They both tried one. They're both like, This is gross. Why would you? Why would you eat this? And I was like, that's the, the most ridiculous phrase. They're the best. I used to have them. Uh, I had one of those uh, schools that decided that they were going to uh, only uh, serve uh, crap. You could only eat crap. You can only eat things that were going to destroy your body at lunch. And so I'd have Funyuns every day at lunch with like a deli sandwich. So I'm just trying to be an advocate so we can get it more into the mainstream. I'm surprised to hear that there are any people who have never heard of a Funyun before. I can't believe yeah. I could not believe that because I think maybe similar to you, John, my high school, like, you know, you have the option of going through the lunch line or there was also like a, a cool, almost like snack section of my cafeteria where you could buy mm-hmm. Funyuns, you could buy like Domino's pizza. We had milkshakes. It was all unhealthy. It was all crap. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice. Uh, 4A. Uh, oh, OK. So I guess. What does that mean? What does 4A mean? I think it just refers to the population or the uh oh. the amount of students going i think you need more than a thousand students at your high school to be qualified for 4a what um what if you had a thing that you did in high school was it stem related or what was your extracurricular no oh my extracurricular was like uh... and then we'll get into funyuns i swear after this no uh i mean like i did like i i was like i played a few sports but like i think if anybody would identify me it would be like that like the guy who hangs out in the art classroom at lunchtime who uh, skateboards on the weekends sick you know what i mean sick yeah that sounds about right i was gonna yeah. ask you what you were like in high school but that, that oh like picture hit puberty bro. super late like uh very uh loud and shrill and uh uh, just really into indie rock. <laughs> I wanted to ask right before we get into Funyuns, you f- I feel like I was definitely late coming into puberty as well. It was frustrating mm-hmm. seeing all of my peers, you know, like get taller, faster, stronger than me so much yeah. earlier than, than me. And I feel as though I've been late in all aspects of growth in life. I was curious, John, if that uh, resonates with you at all or if you feel like 
you had a late puberty, but then you caught up with everybody pretty soon after that. I think I, I think I caught up. I think yes. it was hard because I was like I was the youngest kid in my class. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so like it was like on top of that, it was. But like it was like I was five foot tall freshman year, and then it like I had a summer where my legs, mm-hmm. uh, constant they 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 were like bamboo shoots, and I was five nine my sophomore year. And I came back from summer break, and I didn't see a bunch of people, and everybody was confused uh, when they looked at me. They they were wondering if something was wrong with me. Uh, So that was interesting. But I did get cut from the middle school baseball team for being too small two years in a row, which was a huge bummer. Oh, that does suck. Yeah, Sorry to hear it. I went to the coach's uh, classroom after school and asked him for feet. Like, like, what can I do to improve? Oh, my God. And he was like, John, you're just too short. He's like, you got a good arm, like you're a good catcher, but you're just too short. I got two other guys who are five ten and five eleven. Oh man! And I was like, mm, this 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 apt, this is fair. I'm also realizing now that like it's cool that I picked funny, and so I'd be willing to talk about it. But there's a part of me that wants to stop this podcast just so we can just chit chat for like 45 minutes instead about uh when lays when they released the flavor biscuits and gravy for like one summer i think that's a great idea for another episode and i'd be happy to have you back on maybe like an exotics episode or like a short-lived flavors episode or something like that yeah and Um, exclusives yeah yeah or we could just do a show within a show let's do a podcast within a podcast okay i'm down Okay. Can you add some like intro music at this point? Like a Hey, what's up everybody? This is John along with John and Tom and this is Shortly Flavors. This is the podcast episode within a podcast. Today we're talking about Lay's biscuits and gravy. Holy cow, y'all remember this? Biscuits and gravy? I've never had the biscuits and gravy Lay's, and I and I now am maybe regretting it because it sounds like it was there for a hot second, and now there might be like a few bags that are unopened in some collectibles tin, and that's it. I'm gonna go on eBay and see what's up with it. So I'm on Walmart, mm-hmm. and it looks like oh no, get in stock alert. So they're not in stock. You've got like a winter, a pale winter green bag. Yeah. Oh, so it looks like 2015 flavor winner of Do Us a Flavor, which is such a fucking bad pun, Lace. You really need to. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I guess, but I feel like I remember it in high school. I don't know if they brought it back. I don't know. Maybe my memory is all jacked up anyway. I'm just going to read some of these reviews or one. My son-in-law is a Lay's potato chip expert and had not tried these until I picked them up for him. He loved them and even I tried and really liked them as well. Sounds crazy, but they really tasted like biscuits and gravy. We loved them. Thank you. Oh, I got I got two great ones from Amazon. Can I can I have yeah, it real like. quick? The the first one is just five stars happy perfect flavor. These chips taste just like Bob Evans sausage and gravy biscuits. I love these chips, but they're hard to find. Very conventional review. Second one is a one-star review, and it says, do not order this one in all capital letters, and it says, love these chips. I had to resort to ordering off, but it's spelled O-F-D, off to Amazon because you can't get them in stores anymore. 
But when I received my two packs of chips, they were both open. I am not happy at all. And then the emoji where there's smoke coming out of the nose. And then they have pictures of the chips and they're just like fully open. <laughs> like not even like <laughs> a little bit, like there's a bit of pressure. But wow. they're like full on, like the warehouse worker is like, I want to I want to try one before we ship these out. Uh, which is incredible that they would ship two fully open bags of chips. I'd still probably eat them now. What yeah, what year is that review from, John? That oh, that's a good question. That review is from January 2018, and then the perfect flavor one is from the five star reviews from September 2018. Uh, the one star reviews from January 2018. So uh, around three years ago, they're like, let's put these back in the production line, I guess. Um, but I remember them tasting good what was what's your golden memory john of the biscuits and gravy flavor like you oh definitely like probably i don't know i feel like i'm gonna like make up a memory at this point because i couldn't even remember like what year they were but definitely like grabbing them from like wawa with like a like one of the for real milkshakes and stuff but neither of you are east coast guys so oh. neither of you know of the wawa oh i know of the wawa i went to philly okay. for an improv festival and uh my friends were like, you have to go to this Wawa. Oh, wait. Did you go to, uh, what, We the People? Yeah, that was it. Okay, I used to live in Philly. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. That's all I need to talk about with that. But yeah, Wawa's the, yeah, it's the bee's knees. It's, you know, it's the tits. Every, so, yeah, the sandwiches were incredible. So to close out this mini pod, here's our email to Lay's. Perfect. You hit a home run with this flavor. It's clearly great. Why don't you bring it back? How much could you lose? Yeah, there's got to be more dipshits than just me who are out there like, I want these fucking chips back. It sounds like every review that we've read on this pod. It's like overwhelmingly positive. positive. So positive that people are opening the bags to see what they taste like before they ship them. Yeah. That's an idea. What if you have pre-opened bags that you sell and it's intentional? Okay. Is there a market? Wait, what do you mean? Like, what, what? what's the angle on that? Like, why would you be like, pre-open bags of chips so your stubby little fingers don't, your stubby little greasy fingers don't need to slip, slip around on the plastic it could be bag. For, it could be for that. It could also be for celebrities that you love had a few chips and they couldn't finish the bag. And so it'd be like. Oh, that'd be weird. You know? That'd be fun. I think it'd be like selling like when e-girls sell bathwater. Like, don't you want to have your hand yeah. in the same chip bag that, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever her name had her. Wouldn't it be good? You want a Kardashian chip bag? You can have her fingers where her fingers were. She probably put it her fingers in her mouth and sucked on her fingers and then put it back right in the chip bag. It could sell. I don't know. Imagine, I kind of like that idea. Yeah, imagine if you had every Kardashian took a chip. Yeah, every, you know? oh my God, right? A real a little potpourri. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break and we come back. When we come back, we're going to get into the brass tacks. Hello everyone, Thomas and John here. We are excited to introduce to you a brand new product from a familiar company. We're talking about Roundball, who makes the pivoting flex balls. John, have you been have you been enjoying your pivoting flex balls? I have been enjoying my pivoting flex ball. I've been using the orange pivoting flex ball and I've been using the watermelon pivoting flex ball. And I love the color and I love the way that it makes my skin uh, feel. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned those two because they tie into what we're introducing today. That's right. These pivoting flex balls that I've been using look so tasty. I want to eat them. Yep, that's what customers have been saying. 
And so round ball, they answered everybody's prayers. We're introducing today round ball pivoting flex ball candy. That's perfect. These pivoting flex balls that aren't candy look so delicious and tasty and handcrafted that now I'm excited that I can be eating something that looks so tasty. Now, I have a question, Thomas. Sure. These, I have some of the round ball candy right here. These look indistinguishable from the Pivoting Flex Ball. Are these made by the same people? The same artisan glass blowers who make the Pivoting Flex Balls also make the Pivoting Flex Ball candy. And George was telling me that they go to extreme lengths to make sure that even through a microscope, you will not be able to tell the difference. And I can see on the back of the packaging of my regular Pivoting Flex Ball package, I see right here at the bottom, next to the nutrition facts, that these Pivoting Flex Balls are not candy. It says right here in bold print, not candy. So John brings up an important point. Both Pivoting Flex Balls and Pivoting Flex Ball candy have nutrition facts. This is because it saves round ball money on printing and design if they just were able to keep the same template so when you're shopping and you want pivoting flex balls just make sure you look at the under the nutrition facts in the ingredients it will say not a candy comma glass comma toxic yeah but then if you want the candy then it'll say the first ingredient's sugar as you might expect and if you're interested in trying it and ordering online you know go to roundball.com slash GS candy or enter GS candy as a promo code when you check out and that'll just let them know that we sent you. We're honored to be able to tell you about round ball and all their offerings and we hope you give their products a shot. Back to the pod. All right, so we're back. We're going to get into the brass tacks of Funyuns. They were invented by Frito-Lay employee George Bigner in the U.S. in 1969. They were named Funyuns by University of North Texas professor and copywriter Jim Albright after it was discovered that the first choice of name of the product, Onyums, was a registered trademark for Rudolph Foods. They would have gone with Onyums if it wasn't trademarked? Yeah. Now, that's to me, that's so much worse than Funyuns. harder to say. Onyums. I don't know. I, I think they really dodged a bullet there. Mm-hmm. Man, they're both kind of bad if you think about it, though, right? <laughs> Funyuns isn't great. <laughs> what if McDonald's named all their burgers Fun Burgers or something like right. that? Like, it's not. <laughs> well, I guess they went with Happy Meals, so, you know, that's pretty dumb, too. Let's see if we can't yes. pitch a better one. I think we also a better name for Funyuns? live in a culture yeah. that loves puns. Yes, this is true. Yeah. I think we could come up with a better name that more accurately represents Funyuns, because when I think of Funyuns, I don't think of them being fun. I think of them being savory. I think of them being very satisfying to eat. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't find something savory to be fun. I think something fun is sweet. Agreed. Yeah. Right. I think we should all go around in the circle. <laughs> this is such a bad way to do this. And we'll go one at a time, and the other people will count down three, two, one. And on the one, you need to just say, 
something <laughs> you just need to say something because yeah. i bet like that's how they came up with doritos it's not like they painstakingly like went what about this continent time what about that they're just like all right tim three two one he was like ah uh, doritos and it's just like all right we'll put it on the board next to uh uh moon dogs or something like that right, you know right, what right. i mean yeah okay thomas sweet. you down yeah i've i've actually already got mine so okay right. let's do thomas ready three two one go oogles <laughs> that's good I think we hit. A, I think we hit a home <laughs> run with the first one. But I, I don't know. Is the, oh, is that to me might be too close to Dipsy Doodles, right? And bugles. isn't that us? Or in bugles? But I think maybe Ooh. it's just adjacent, like Fritos and Doritos, oh, right? True. What are Dipsy yeah. Doodles? They're an Utz product. They're Wise product. But I think so. if I'm looking at the packaging, they really go hard on the Dipsy, and then the Doodles is kind of just kind of snuck in there as an afterthought. So yeah. Oodles, what is it? Oodles. Oodles with two O's. I actually said Oogles. Oh, I oh, like Oogles right, right. better. I Thank do like Oogles. I think we should just go with Oogles. I don't think we're okay. going to top that. That's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so over the years, several recipes have come out that use Oogles as an ingredient, including <laughs> one using the product as a replacement for fried onions in green bean casserole oh, and using the crushed snack food as a Thanksgiving turkey coating. That makes sense to me because sometimes when I want a snack and it's post Thanksgiving, I just end up eating those fried onion things that you're supposed to put on green bean casseroles because they're basically funyuns with less salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are amazing. They're unbelievable. Why don't why why don't we have those in a bag? And why do they come in a can? Do they really have to come in a can? <laughs> they come in a can like nuts. Yeah, you know what I mean with the foil top and everything. Yeah, it makes no sense. Now we're going to talk a little bit about just how they did. The only stats I could find were from the first half of 2017. Mm -hmm. That's fairly recent, so we're going to go by those. (laughs) And I'm going to do a little game here. So I'm going to tell you how some of their competitors did. Then we're going to guess how Oogles did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) First half 2017, Lay's did $2.18 billion. Is this the amount of units sold or uh, like money? This is just money in the U.S. Jesus Christ. Oh my God, just the U.S. It's <laughs> a lot of money. Doritos did $2.09 billion. Okay. Cheetos, $1.62 billion. Okay. Pringles, $713 million. Wait, how much was that? Seven, oh, 713 Yeah. Uts, $228 million. Had to throw Uts in. Uts like pretzels. Uts, yeah, maybe it's Uts. Yeah. Cape Cod, 265 million. I thought that gave you guys a nice. I think the Cape Cod definitely gives, because those are like, you can, I feel like I've only gotten them in huge bags from Costco or something. So, given all of those stats, what do we think Oogles did in the first half of 2017? I'll go first. In 2017, it's the Trump presidency. Good point. Just the, I, I got to get my mind there. You know, I'm going to go just because earlier we, we, we learned that John's roommate didn't know what they were exactly. So I'm, I'm going to go with a, a conservative 500 million. Wow. That's, that's conservative. Nice. That's, that's it. Yeah. Well, I want it to be higher, but I don't believe that it is. Okay. I'm doing, I'm going to go uh, sliding in with a cool 365. One for every day. (laughs) This is absolutely astonishing. It's 362 million. Oh my God. Nice, John. Wow. (laughs) 
Jeez. I have a sp- I have a deep cosmic connection <laughs> with Funyuns. I just I just astral projected into every single bag of Funyuns uh, that was eaten in 2017. In 2017. Jesus. Okay, Christ. now I want to read a Amazon <laughs> also, review. Go I ahead. do want to know if that's U.S. or global because I feel like the fact that Funyuns weren't even in Canada yet mm-hmm. is pretty crucial to those numbers. Whether I know whether we know how much they've been pumped. This I just found the website and it's u.s oh okay well fuck me then that'd be fun though huh i'd love to love funyuns in romania i don't know i'd love to know a country that loves funyuns more or oogles part of me than or oogles yeah Yeah. well uh i have one thing kind of related in brazil funyuns are sold under the name chebolitos fun still so much better than funyuns (laughs) yeah do you know what that translates to does it tell you yes chives Oh, I like that. Yes, I like that. I do like that. The packaging, though, I think is uh, it's probably better. It's got like this fun guy on it, and he's got like a smiley face. He actually looks like a scrub buddy, but with hair Hmm. and like blushy cheeks, as boys have. But it's way better because I feel like my one critique of Funyuns is that their packaging looks severely outdated. Just the yellow and the green font. Yeah, it's. I do like the font. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I agree. But I feel like they need to modernize some of their some of their brand colors. So I'm reading this review because I thought it was interesting that this was the top review. Mm-hmm. Okay. The first one that comes up mm-hmm. on Amazon. And it reads, I eat these every day. <laughs> I have been eating at least two to four bags a day. They taste great, but you shouldn't eat as much as I do. <laughs> one bag was stale parentheses may have lost some nitrogen and parentheses the rest have been fine and i'm about halfway through the 64 bags oh my god can i tell you a quick story that that yeah. reminds me of? Yeah, go ahead. i have a buddy he had a childhood friend who went to the doctor and the doctor told him that if he didn't adjust his diet he would be dead in three months because all he ate was potato chips and mustard for every meal and it was destroying his stomach lining because it was so acidic and he was not going to have a stomach lining left in three months and that's how i feel about this guy i feel like your god did not construct human beings to have the ability to eat two to four bags of funyuns per day that's terrifying really quick thomas how many stars was that review if it's not five I, right like, who who's like I eat two to four bags of this a day and I'm gonna give it like three. Can we search the name of this guy, Thomas, and then maybe Google image search him? Uh, yeah, that's potentially possible. Oh no, <laughs> that feels very invasive. Let's dox this guy. Let's fucking swat his house. Let's yeah. let's blame the Boston Marathon bombings on this guy. <laughs> I'm gonna let's fu- fucking end his life. I want to get him fired. I'll tell you what else he reviewed. He reviewed a two pack of Elmer's Liquid School Glue. <laughs> he goes and he says, I eat two to four of these a day. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good point in the pod to try to figure out what we think their goal should be. So they have the 362 million of 2017. They're probably somewhere around there. That's not bad. Yeah. They make up the oh, family. Yeah. They certainly aren't. You don't go for oogles. You don't go to, you don't go to ways for oogles. They just happen to be there. Yeah. Plester, you mentioned other flavor possibilities, and I really think they can expand past go. just original and flaming hot. Yeah. So I did some Googling. 
And I found that there's some flavors that we didn't touch on. That we that it wasn't just flame and hot. So they have a flame and hot, which I think is terrific. Apparently, there is a steakhouse onion flavor. Yep. There was at the very least. There's a wasabi flavor, and I'm trying to see if there's any more. I just found Japanese funyuns, and they they're oh. actually their branding is far better, far better. Oh. They're served on like a little plate with like a garnish. It's like really great. There's chili limon which is, it looks like chili lime. I'm trying to find if there's anything else. More Japanese. Man, the Japanese branding for Funyuns is just so much better. They've really stepped it up. They really are embracing what Funyuns are. This is starting to make me think that maybe Funyuns aren't exclusively for Americans. And coming into this pod, I for sure thought that that was true. Right. I wonder, I'm looking up if Cebolitos have any fun flavors. Like, yeah. are Americans just stuck to consuming regular and flaming hot? Yeah, so just to, if anyone's curious, wasabi was 01 and 02. Chili limon was only 2014 to 2018. And Steakhouse Onion was only 2015 to 2018. And yeah, the, the Japanese packaging is great. It's terrific. Wow. I think, but it feels like one of those things where it's like, I feel like in more Eastern countries, they have more interesting snacks, right? Mm. Because yes. our cultures are different the way that those industries have evolved are different. So in Japan and Korea, their snack foods that they get are just like revolve more around more like kind of seafoody products as well. Like they have more things like that. But Funyuns to me feel like the closest to that that America has within its own weird culture. You know what I mean? Yes. Mm. Like Funyuns feel like the thing where it's like they made fried onion chips, like whatever. It'd be like a thing where it's like if you had somebody come over from, they'd be like, you eat this? This sounds weird. That's a great point. There's a, have you guys seen the exotic snack TikTok guy? Mm -mm. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. He just like fills an order and he's got all the coolest snacks from across the globe and Give us three examples. So off the top of my head, there's definitely, uh, I think there was like a lobster Lay's. Whoa. Okay. There's huge Kit Kats in in weird flavors, like jumbo Kit Kats. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, there, oh, there's a really cool M&M. I think it was like like strawberry cheesecake M&M. That, or wow. Okay. That sounds great. Yeah. It's fun because I have my, like my dad's from England. And so half my family's from England and anytime I've gone over to visit there's always like things that throw me off they have a thing called Lucasade do you know what this is no idea. have we heard of Lucasade I think so I think that was in another episode uh go ahead what is it it's like Gatorade maybe it's kind of like Gatorade I guess but it's more of like it's like it's it's more of a soft drink because it's like yeah orange. it's kind of like orange citrusy flavored but it's carbonated mm. mm-hmm. I think it was originally sold as like hey you were just like you just had the stomach flu and like here we're gonna try and help you mm-hmm. replenish in the same way that like ga- people use gatorade or i guess like pedialyte if mm-hmm. you don't like all that sugar but then i think they just like were like fuck this and just like introduced a range of flavors and we're like here now it's a real drink that you can just have anytime even when you're not sick but yeah it has yeah it has like tons of sugar in it like more sugar than coca-cola so yeah it's very interesting yeah, I do remember from the uh, research for the Powerade episode, Lucasade came way before both Gatorade and Powerade. 
It looks like it was invented in 1927. So it's like wow. far before okay. that, yeah. like the Gators decided that they needed something to help. You know what I mean? Like that whole mythos of Gatorade, like far, like far before that. It's more of like, I, it's so funny how like so much of the stuff that we consume was originally marketed as you're sick. You should take, <laughs> mm-hmm. you should like, is it going to be like in th- 40, 50 years? Like kids are going to be slugging Pepto-Bismol as a fun drink. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Coke, totally. the way that Coke was originally working. But maybe that's also because like the science was more medieval or whatever. So they didn't actually know what they were doing. <laughs> they just have their beachhead that they like think that they know what the product is for. And then they learn like, oh, this Drano is actually a really good cocktail mix. <laughs> it's like, okay, let's, yeah, let's like, do that. <laughs> it's nuts. It's crazy. <laughs> so I think we're kind of hitting on a theme that that other countries have you mm. know snack norms that are really interesting to us and maybe funyuns can tap into that i think and i think i have a place for them to start so we know that they were invented in 1969 and maybe this is too little too late but it says here i'm just reading their wikipedia they stand as the apogee of weird space age food innovation and rival the moon landing and woodstock as the year's primary american cultural events what the fuck no they didn't yeah right (laughs) (laughs) woodstock moon landing funyuns when we think of like that's so weird that's being like listen the three best things that happened this year were the challenger (laughs) exploded (laughs) they made 3d doritos and crystal pepsi i don't know if those happened in the same year but like what a fucking weird thing to be synonymous with yeah Maybe a little upsell was happening. Maybe a little embellishment was happening there. But, I mean, it's <laughs> JFK an was assassinated and we shoved peanuts in M&M's. <laughs> so those are our two big wins this year as a country. <laughs> JFK <laughs> peanut M&M's where the peanut gets blasted out of the chocolate. <laughs> blasted out the back. It's the magic Ooh. peanut. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, so what... <laughs> What can we maybe take from other countries' snacks? I do. So I think there are some things that we brought up already that really answer our question. And so we talked about how uh, a lot of Japanese snacks have sort of a seafood theme. We talked about Cape Cod chips being closely aligned in the terms of how much they accrue fiscally Mm -hmm. a year. And we talked about lobster chips being like an extreme thing. And I think we need to add more seafood options within the Funyuns. I agree. Within Funyuns canon. Shrimp Funyuns. Shrimp oogles. I like shrimp. I think you could do seaweed easily too because seaweed chips. Oh, wow. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, seaweed chips are a thing. But I think nobody's combined that with the conventional chips. So I think seaweed oogles. Seaweed onion oogles? Yeah, what's good with onion? Oh, what's good? Um, what do we usually put onion? So I'm trying to think of what I use onion for. I put it. We I throw it in with some potatoes that okay. I'm making in the morning. If I'm making some breakfast potatoes, okay, easily with some red pepper, green pepper, some Yum. vegetables. Then why not sweet oogles? Oh, oh well, yeah. I talked about this earlier. Yeah, yogurt yeah. dipped oogles, chocolate, yes. vanilla, whatever you want. And we can we can market them as a more as an alternative to pretzels in that sense. We can call these funyuns because fun is sweet. These are these are funyuns. These are funyuns, or they're uh, yeah, and they're a completely different snack. And then we offset that, we branch it out from oogles. 
The other thing I was thinking of was Oogles minis. Because then you can just kind of like dump them into your mouth rather than biting mm-hmm. a big ring. Mm-hmm. You could do it like um, like at bowling alleys. So you put in a 25 cent thing and get a handful of Mike and Ike's. <laughs> oh, Perfect. yes. Like Perfect. that. Get you in, can start having throwing them in that. With get the into the kind of laundromat, bowling alley, arcade spaces. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. And that made me think, why not have a breakfast cereal? You're crazy. Oogles. Thomas, I was thinking that too. <laughs> We can do those at yes. Funyuns because it's the sweet version, yes. right? Yes, yes. So it's yeah. like it's it would be like yeah. So you get chocolate covered, and then you could do different flavors. One other thing you could do with the cereal, you'd have the Funyuns cereal, which is sweet, cinnamon, whatever. Then you could have the Oogles cereal, which is savory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's something you don't see a lot: savory cereal. Mm-hmm. Savory cereal. Yeah, right. and then you could call that Oogles and O's, <laughs> and it's a De La Soul collaboration. <laughs> Jesus referencing Christ. Referencing their song, Oodles and O's. <laughs> it could, that's what everybody, uh, that's that's sewn into the cultural e- echelon, is that song. Is I think about that song every day. And so people immediately have that reaction. Oodles and oodles of O's and O's. You get them from my sister, you get them from my bro. All I is is man and once an embryo. Am I solid gold? I don't cast the glow. Yes, I guess it's reflection. Yeah, I do like the idea of having a breakfast cereal. But I think what we're severely lacking right now, mm. um, when you think of breakfast cereals, when you think of certain snack foods, you think of you think of the Rice Krispies boys, which are basically the Pep Boys. Uh-huh. You think of Tony the Tiger. You think of the Fruit Loops toucan. You think of the mm. Trick Cereal Rabbit. You yeah. think of Tony the Tiger. You think of Chester Cheetah, right? Yes. We love Chester yes. Cheetah. Chester Cheetah is an iconic. You think of. <laughs> Joe, Joe Camel, you think mm-hmm. of eating cigarettes. Count Chocula. Um, Count Chocula. We think of all of these things, and I think Funyuns doesn't have that. Oogles doesn't have that right now. No. And I think we might need a mascot that can sort of exist across all these different of Oogles, Oogle Minis. They, it's got to be fuckable, like the green M&M lady. It's got to be fun and extreme, like Chester Cheetah, and it's gotta it's gotta have some sort of uh, addictive personality, like the Tricks Rabbit, uh, where it will stop at nothing. To... I've got it. It's Shrek. It's Shrek. Shrek loves onions. <laughs> Shrek loves. No, he doesn't love onion. He uses it as a metaphor. <laughs> hey, it may be a stretch, but he's the only cartoon that I associate with onions I, think, I bet you ten dollars i'm not even gonna uh, you know i'm gonna google it right now i don't know this for a fact but i bet you ten dollars shrek has his own cereal right now yeah you probably i've got does. one the grinch the grinch loves onions <laughs> he's green he eats onions and he washes his armpits in the movie that's canon really Sh- okay uh, okay shrek has his own cereal and it's just fucking fruit loops <laughs> damn it oh darn okay it. Oh, wait no no no, no. so this is how we do it because Shrek okay. isn't necessarily sexy, so we just have to sex Shrek up a bit and make him a totally new character. I think that's what we need. Okay. I mean, I think the thing is, like, if we think about these mascots, is none of them are existing properties. We don't need to be the six flags of cereals and chips and also mini chips. Right. But I think, so here, let's list out what the common denominator of these things are, is that these people are, they're animals, they're non-human, yes. but they're but they're uh, humanized in some way. Mm-hmm. They're anthropomorphized or they have- uh, Typically they, bipedal. They're definitely bipedal, yeah. And they talk, they speak 
conventionally, if, if they're advertised in America, they speak English or they speak a human language, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, because I don't think we want to resort to like, these are for smelly, okay. these are for smelly people. Okay. We, or they, these are for bad, nasty people. Because the, the mascots are usually indicative of the vibe, right? Of the thing. Yes, so yes. I think we, I think, let's think of some animals that maybe like a cool wolf, a cool wolf. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I think we maybe we pick, pitch some things like that, like a fun, like a like a like maybe like a, a fun bipedal shark. He's got little. Bleep, 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 bleep. Is there anything that is related to circles or related to onions? That's because that would be great. Um, I mean, I do like the wolf. Okay, so animals do eat onion plants, and there are several species of them, including squirrels, rabbits, raccoons. I, you know what? I think we don't go any further than that. I think it's got to be a raccoon because mm-hmm. they're cute mm-hmm. and they got little hands and they got little thumbs. Then mm-hmm. they're fun. You ever see that YouTube video of the guy feeding uh, eight pounds of hot dogs to twenty-seven raccoons <laughs> that are on his porch? It's fucking insane. Wow. But we can do raccoons, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. dogs, cats, groundhogs, moles, birds, deer, snakes. Having adding arms and legs to a snake could be fun, but that just makes it a wizard. Uh, slugs, snails, and even rats. So my instinct is to go squirrel. Rabbit's been done. Squirrel is fun. Mm. I think can be really fun. I think dog and yeah. cat is. It makes you think that your house pet's gonna get into your stash of oogles. It makes it look like dog food too. But I think rabbit's the best, but squirrel's the best that's not occupied. Right. I think I think a squirrel with like a bushy tail. And we just give him a fun, easy name like Oogie or something like that. It's yes. got to be something mm-hmm. that stupid little idiot kids can remember. Mm-hmm. You know? Dumb little dipshit kids. Now, do we want to characterize Oogie? How, how... He surfs. He surfs. He surfs. He surfs through the bowl of cereal. He surfs through the bowl of cereal. Perfect. I don't think we've had... And he wears, like, board shorts. Perfect. Yes. And sunglasses. He's a real surf style type of... Because I think what we can do is like Gogur. We can market this to extreme children. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like Poochie from The Simpsons. He is Poochie from The Simpsons, I'm just <laughs> realizing. But in squirrel form, we can also pivot. You know what we should do? Let's pivot maybe if that's been done before. All right, what, where are you going? Opposite direction. He's no longer extreme. He's no longer cool. He's incredibly studious. He wears Birkenstocks and uh, like the baggiest corduroys you've ever seen. He teaches a class on uh, 19th century authors at Dartmouth. Okay. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know if this is that relatable to kids. <laughs> are we stuck on the cereal? Are we are we getting pigeonholed by the cereal? Uh, maybe. We can also, we can just break this open and make it a human mascot, a guy named Dave. Oogie the human? <laughs> Oogie the human. <laughs> and it's just some <laughs> fucking guy. Do we pay homage to Jim Brewer's character and give him a tie-dye shirt? Yeah, sure. You already know the answer is yes. Yeah, I think he should be very conservative. I think he should work. I think he should work in psyops at Merck or something. You know what I mean? He just like works some fucking job, but in his spare time, he likes he likes oogies. I do really like just the title Oogie the Human. Oogie the Human is fine. I think he should. I think he should have a social security number. And that could be on the back of the box. It could be like a yeah. password. The back of the box is a word search that reveals his social security number. Like it's like a treasure hunt. Yeah. And it's like, you got to help Oogie file his taxes. 
Yeah, and this this way you're kind of teaching kids about you're the teaching. real world and what it's yeah. like to be a grown-up. I never so, had to do taxes as a kid. I didn't have any homework that taught me how to do it. You know, you just get thrown in. So Oogie can really help kids out with paying their taxes and filing and how it can actually be fun. <laughs> I think we I think we landed on a on a yeah. home run there. Oogie the human. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to decide our three favorite ideas and then draft the email. All right, we're back, and we're ready to start drafting this email. Usually we uh, choose three ideas, but we've unlocked so many great opportunities that we're just going to lay them all down, all the ones we think that Funyuns needs to hear. I think we start really aggro, and we start with SUP, S-U-P, SUP, SUP. Pig yes. fuckers. <laughs> All one word, pig fuckers. Ooh. Now, this is good Sup because it gets their attention. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Because they go, okay, who does who does this guy think he is? Right. But we got to end yes. it with love. Mm-hmm. So we'll wrap that back around. Sup, pig fuckers. Then do we hit them with a stat? In 2017. <laughs> yes. I think we make up some statistics. Okay. What yeah. do you have in mind? We polled a thousand people about what they mm. thought about Funyuns, and 95% of them thought that Funyuns were for cowards. Ooh. Successful snack companies have cartoon mascots. It's just true. We want to help you there. Yeah. I think maybe we, man, I think we go rapid fire. I don't think we give them flowery language. Funyuns aren't a flowery snack. No. Therefore, salt of the earth. True salt of the earth people with gumption. And we got to show them that we have gumption. We start that with sup pig fuckers. That's the only good thing that we have so far. Mm-hmm. Colon bullet list. We just do Colon, a bullet, bullet list. Colon bullet list. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. Sup pig fuckers bullet list immediately. Funyuns should be called yes. Oogies. But... <laughs> There's a sweet version of Oogies called Funyuns. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right sub-bullet, hollow white bullet. Yeah. Funyuns are now the sweet version. And then in parentheses, yogurt dipped backslash chocolate dipped. Bullet two, the mascot of Oogies <laughs> is Oogie the human. Sub-bullet, he, <laughs> he works in psyops for Merck. And his catchphrase is he just says his social security <laughs> <catchphrase>. <laughs> And I think we do another bullet. <laughs> there are now five flavors of Oogies. Mm-hmm. I said regular. We'll keep flaming hot, I think. Sure. Yeah. I think we fucked them up with shrimp Oogies. Mm-hmm. I think potato, too. I just think potato. Potato. Just to throw everything <laughs> off. We do. And they're just essentially a potato chip at this point. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Let's go biscuits and gravy. Please. Yes. Let's yes. do it. That's going to be our yeah. fifth one is biscuits and gravy Oogies right okay so those are gonna be the five flavors but then we got funyuns and those are gonna be chocolate vanilla Mm -hmm. and peanut butter peanut butter perfect okay peanut butter i bet we could get away with a funnel cake too oh yeah oh that's that's some left field thinking and and red velvet yes we'll have red velvet (laughs) red velvet flavored Funyuns. Then new bullet, get this. <laughs> new bullet, get this. All of the Funyuns flavors are also available as a breakfast cereal. Great, exactly. Just for for me and for emailing and for formatting, the way that these bullets are looking, it's gonna be at like a 
a one-to-one diagonal slope, right? With each bullet being slightly more indented. They're going to have to hard scroll right the entire time. Okay, perfect. It's just going to be like this self-contained mess of nesting bullets within bullets. And it's going to be a complete, it's going to be stairs. We're making stairs at yeah. this point. Okay, new bullet. New bullet, which is a sub-bullet. Open bags. Have we talked about open bags? Do we want to include yeah. it? Oh, we got to get into the open mm. bags. By the way, yeah. that's a BT dubs. Amazon reviewer was unhappy. The bag was already open. Well, guess what? It's supposed to be. Egg in their face. <laughs> egg, <laughs> egg in their face. Yeah. And then new bullet point, what a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> and then Exclamation point. New bullet point, what if Oogie did eggs? <laughs> And, now, and don't explain that, if, and then it's the mic drop after What if that. Oogie did eggs, dot, 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 question mark, and then new bullet point, but we'll leave that one to the professionals. Bam. Bam. Yes. So we, uh, and then we got to end it with hugs and kisses. I think we wrote them a powerful email loaded with ideas. John, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I got a lot out of this. This is going to come out next week. Is there anything you want to plug? Uh, uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm not going to tell you what the handle is. You're going to have to find it for yourself. Mm, I like that. Figure it out. Yeah, his name's John Plester. Google him. See what happens. Find me. You can find my high school hockey stats if you dig deep enough. All right. Well, that's going to do it for another episode. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> that was Great Samaritans. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Great Samaritans Pod or email us at GreatSamaritansPod at gmail.com. Feel like being a Great Samaritan yourself? Rate and review us on iTunes. Bye bye. Consider yourself vertically integrated. Boom. That was synergy. Attention, check. Interest, check. Desire, check. Action, checkmate. Thank you for passing the briefcase. Thank you for telling me your endgame. Everyone, turn to slide five. Dow Jones.